Okay, I'm down with that. I think Marvel might be like hiding secrets of the universe inside. Which of it. which I Marvel agree. star is most likely to be an alien? And why is it This is the easiest question you've ever asked me. I know I'm gonna let you guys think because I know the right answer. It's gotta be hot guy. Yeah, it's gotta no, it's, it's gotta been be... in a cumber batch. The end. The end. Oh, that's true. That's, He's not even hiding right. it well. It's no, like an alien not. with a bad toupee. <laughs> Hello and welcome to episode number 517 of the podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Knox McCoy. And I'm your other host, Jamie Golden. The podcast is a show dedicated to delightful idiocy, and we're committed to educating you on things entertained that do not matter. To find out more about these episodes, pursuits, <laughs> check us out at knoxandjamie.com. You can also find us on Instagram and Facebook at The Podcast, and we're on Twitter, which we still call Twitter, because mm. we're never going to not call it Twitter at Podcast Pod. Thanks for joining us this week as we are going to be talking The More You Know. But before we do that, you might be asking yourself, so what will the live show even be like? Well, on Saturday, September 2nd, we will be in Austin, Texas at ACL Live at the Moody Theater. My dad, Chuck, is very proud since he knows what that is because of PBS. Thank you, PBS. But to be clear, this is not just like a Wednesday episode recorded live for one hour. That's not what we're doing, right? This evening is two hours of absolute delightful idiocy. It includes almost our entire team that we ship in from all over the country. You do not want to miss it. Aaron will be on stage. Indy, Jason Waterfalls, Evan, Ladybug, Dotson will be on stage. Plus, a few surprises are happening too. Now, we take your favorite types of episodes and we kind of cram them into a night full of joy and laughter and chaos. Plus, I'm unedited. So I plan to do a post-show talk on the socioeconomic impact of Virgos being your rising moon. Now, there you go. This is a perfect weekend for a date night, a girls' night, a bros' night. Bring your podcast teen. Or if you want to just attend on your own, we might have a special bonus gathering for those who are coming solo, hosted by Indy. You can email hello at noxandjamie.com if you want more details on that. 1,300 seats in Austin are already gone, but there are still some great seats at a great price. Plus, if you use code BIRTHDAY, you can save a bonus Jonas 25 percent off. Learn more about the podcast live by clicking the link in the show notes or heading over to noxandjamie.com slash live or go straight to tickets at noxandjamie.com slash Austin. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. All right, Jamie, it's time to do the more you know. The more you know. 
some we got some stuff to talk about. Nothing big. Just like everybody getting in trouble. Just everybody Everybody's in inversions in of trouble. It's interesting. We'll get to it, obviously. But before we do that, obviously, we always start um, with our ask a personal question. And for people who go through this episode and listen and like the rhythm, like the content, like the style, um, if you want to get three of these every single month delivered straight to your patron feed, just go to noxgmail.com slash Patreon. And we do this for BFOTS, uh almost every single week of the month. Um, so you can check that out. But Jamie, do you want to start us with our ask a personal question? Yes. So my personal question comes from Caitlin Westgate, who asks, I want to be on Jamie's side for the live show. Does Jamie give off stage right vibes or stage left? Okay, so I do have a side of the stage. Knox is very kind because I'll be like, do you have a – and he's like, I don't care. And yeah. and maybe he does care, but he knows how much more I care. I don't. Um, Both sides are not optimal, so it doesn't matter. You know, it's whatever. <laughs> Facing forward is like your least favorite part. So, Aaron, you're a theater major. Yes. Um, if, I'm see- if I'm on the side that's to the left of Knox, what side am I on? Well, uh, stage right and stage left is determined by whichever side you're on from the performer's perspective. Perspective. Okay, so okay. not the audience. So right. I am on stage left. I'm on stage left because I um, wear my hair parts and my cowlick and my stubby neck situation. So if I'm going to be looking at Knox while he's talking so that I can pretend I'm listening, I always need to turn to the right. And that's why I stand on stage left. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, okay. Um, so that I give up. But listen, Caitlin, if you bought tickets, I you, they were assigned seats. So yeah, I don't know that you can swap. But it's too late probably at this point. Uh, yeah. yeah, I hope you're on stage left. I will say I bought my dress that I'm wearing and I have decided to wear it both at both shows, the same dress because I love it that much. Aaron, it, you saw it. It's so pretty. It's very pretty. It's very pretty. But the the v-neck i asked my mom my mom's a quilter seamstress and i asked my mom to deepen the v because Mm. it currently lands at like my esophagus where's your esophagus in your throat right somewhere around somewhere high it's high just so many titles of your sex tape i'm just not gonna like say which ones but like everyone knows if you listen okay good to know but anyway she she was like when i was like could you bring it down two inches she was like are you sure? And I was like, mom, it's their boobies. It's fine. And I was like, they give me, my neck is so short. It gives me like a neck. And she was like, well, if you feel okay, if you and the Lord feel okay about this, I will do it. Wow. She brought the, she brought JC into it. She brought JC. Like shame me. Not really. She, but she'll do, but let's guess what? I know she'll only do it one and three quarters. That's what I know to be true. So she's trying to protect my, she's trying to protect my purity. I appreciate that so much. So. I think that's good. I haven't landed. I think I'm going to go pretty, like, uh, just chill, you know? I've, I've tried, like, go bow ties in the past and, like, sweaters yeah. and, like, blazers, and those are just not really, like, flattering. So I think I'm just going to go very nice but casual, you know? Well, you know, nice we've, been po- we've been recapping, like, the past 10 years uh, on Instagram and stories, and we did a set of stories on the first live show, and everybody was like, Knox is so young. Like Knox's, and you're in a, like a, just a button down and jeans yeah. holding. Remember how he held his hand every picture he took. Remember how he held it right <laughs> at his at his at his belly button. Listen, uh, no, there's no, there's no like. I wish college would be like. Here's how to be a podcaster. Here's how to be a human in the world. Here's how to take pictures <laughs> as a man, where you want it to be a good man. picture, but you don't want people to be uncomfortable. So like, do you hover your hand? Do you just hold like a fist, like you're a street fighter? What do you do? I don't know these things. I didn't know. No one told <laughs> that's me. Fair, you know? That's fair. That's fair. Okay, what's your personal question? Uh, my ask a personal question is from Renee Bell, and she says, personal question for my boy Knox. Are you all building a house? If not, what is happening on Ash's Instagram? If yes, are you okay? 
it, it'd be interesting if I said I wasn't. God. And she'd be like, what's Ashley up <laughs> well, Ashley is building her own house without right. you. Yeah. That's right. We, uh, I can confirm we, we are building uh, a house uh, last Christmas after our copper pipes exploded. And, and it was like the, the, you know, the, like the lower class version of the Titanic. That's what our bedroom looked like for, you know, a few, like a week or so. Yeah. Um, that broke us. So, uh, we were like, we can't, we're just tired. We can't do this anymore. We love the house and we've done, we've done a lot of like reno on it. And, and there was some different things that so we pretty. had. To, she's made she's it so done pretty. great. She's done awesome. But it's just like, uh, it's just 63 years old and, and we're tired and we're not, we're just not wanting any more surprises. And here's know? the kicker. When I bought my house, which is 1939, however uh-huh. old that is. Okay. When I bought the house, the guy said to me, he said, this is the, oh, this is the age house you want. He said, because if it's like 20 years younger, yeah, there was drama, drama in the sixties, drama in the sixties okay. and how they did pipes and how they did electrical. And he was like, you either want to be really old or super new with a credible contractor. What was the drama in the sixties? Yes. I don't know. I don't, well, there's lots of drama in the sixties, but, but like house drama. I don't know. I don't know if it was alien. Maybe that's when the aliens first got here and they, maybe just them. all the contractors were really on the Cuban missile crisis. And they were like, I'm just not in a position to work, but I do have to finish this house. So it's not going to be that's the right. best. Yeah. Maybe know? so. Maybe so. I don't know. It's just, so we, we, we are building, we've, we've got five acres on some uh, family land and we're wanting to move next summer. Um, there's a pond where I can walk over and fish with close cousins, close to grandparents, we're going to do a garden. And close we're, to we're, no strangers, right? You can't see our house from anywhere. <laughs> I can't see any other house from where we're at. It's going to be glorious. The The barn we bought from the nester, that's going to be my office that I'm going to work out of. Um, and, I, and I'm currently, this is some breaking news, I'm in negotiations with Ashley. We're at a, we're at a standstill. You know, it's kind Uh-oh. of like the writer's strike. Okay. Just, we're not seeing eye to eye. Uh-oh. Um, she, her offer on the table is she would like dogs, plural. Um, we already have dogs, plural, but she wants more dogs, plural. Uh, she wants chickens and she would like a donkey. And and what I'm bringing to the table, I don't want any of those. I want solar panels and I want to harvest rainwater. And aesthetically, she doesn't want that brought to the table. So, so we are at a real impasse. So she's doing a little like Little House on the Prairie and you're yeah. doing World War Z. I'm, I'm, I'm skewing a little prepper, a little little Nick Offerman in The Last of Us. You know, um, Listen, but, I, but chickens can be part of a, a like a prepper. Chickens will give you eggs. The donkey is just decorative, but like donkeys seem like they have a good vibe. I don't know, but it's like what? They have a great it feels vibe. like yeah, a donkey's got to have purpose. You can't just have a donkey. Just have a donkey. Donkey's got to have a reason to be. Why does a donkey think. just do it all? Why yeah. just do all of it? All the animals can be friends and the because solar panners. I hear what I, I hear what you're saying, uh, Aaron. Um, I like solar panners too. Um, I think they're they're awesome. Um, the aesthetic I'm providing, I'm bringing to the table. She does not like, and all the all the maintenance and upkeep she's bringing to the table. I'm not I'm not interested. Oh, uh, because in. like, is it like me? Like, I want a dog, but I don't want to walk it or feed it or have it sleep in my room. Sure, sure, yeah. You just I just you, want you a know. dog to walk in the neighborhood. I wish somebody else would let me walk their dog. See, that's a great. lot of people would let you. Do I need that. to start doing that. Jamie's offering to walk your dog to tacos. So. Okay, here, love, can I get you? Can I hit you with a Shark Tank idea? This is a, an idea my oldest daughter and I've cooked up. It's just like puppies on demand. If you're just like, I'd like a puppy for like an, two hours. We just roll up in a van. We've got a bunch of puppies. You pick. You spend two hours, and then we come get take the puppy back. So you would be driving a commercial van. Yep, that windowless. Says, Do you want to hold this puppy? Do you need puppies, kids? Do you need puppies, comma kids? <laughs> I don't see a problem with that, Sharts. So just hit me with your offer uh, later on. So I'm doing great. COVID oh, cough. Is that a TB, COVID cough? That's a TB cough from Jamie. Everybody, <laughs> TB from me. Wow. Oh no. 
Uh, uh, climate change. Okay. Um, okay. So that's our ask a personal questions. Let's go to, uh, I'm going to do a, uh, you know, last, I think last time we did the morning, no, we did yes, chef, no chef. Um, unfortunately this is just no chef. We are not good chef. No. Um, because we're going to run oh, yeah. through several different items that are not ideal. And I think the question organizing question I want us to try to think about, and I want the listeners to consider as we talk is who is in more trouble of all the things we talk about here in this situation, Jamie, would you like to start us off? I'll start us off with Lizzo. Lizzo is in trouble because three, four dancers, uh, Crystal, Ariana and Noel, they sued the singer accusing her of sexual harassment and creating a hostile work environment. So they sued her and the dance captain, Charlene. This is relevant. <laughs> um, just for some highlights of that lawsuit. Yeah. Uh, so in 2023, the year of our Lord now, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. when they were in Amsterdam, Lizzo allegedly invited the dancers to a strip club where she hounded her employees to engage with new performers um, and catch things that were being ejected from performers' Pikachus. Okay. Uh, okay. Which I have a lot of just engineering questions about, like, and maybe that's a God question for heaven, but yeah. how you, how you, how do you get some, how you get some wind, some propulsion behind that? Like, There's an X-Men factor to this where I'm like, I don't understand what we're talking about and how we're talking about it. That's right. You know? And maybe I've been doing it wrong. So if someone would like to DM me, help me out. Okay. Yeah. And then also a, like, uh, encouraged a security guard to get on the club stage and then uh, wanted them to go to a nude cabaret bar and they were pressured to participate in a nude photo shoot. Then they go after the dance captain, Charlene, because she would both proselytize about her faith, uh-huh. but then it would also bring up Ariana's virginity okay. and would stimu- simulate oral sex on a banana okay, and share her own self-pleasure tips. Wow. So it was complicated. It was that complicated. is a very complicated, like, just summation you gave just about the dance captain, which I don't even know what that is. And her name's Charlene, which is I know. Like a Steel Magnolia. L- listen, part of me thought, are we the Charlene of the podcasting world? Because we got a review this week. And if you'd oh, like man. to leave us a nice review, that would be that would be super duper. So we got a review this week on Apple Podcasts. You can go to noxjamie.com slash Apple and you can leave us a five-star review. And it was she had a lot of issues with us. But she ended with, I know it's not a Christian podcast, but I wish I didn't even know they identify as Christian so I could enjoy it more as just two secular individuals instead of two Christians behaving nothing like a Christian. Also, title of a sex tape, right? Wow. Right, right. So I, what I got from that is theologically, she mm-hmm. wishes we were condemned yeah. um, so she could have a better time listening <laughs> to us. Okay, okay. It was a weird vibe. It was a weird vibe. So are back. you so are you still like uh, in those review streets? You still like doing a little drive through? You know, I do uh, listen. You know why? Because most of them are often like they are targeting me. Okay. Like one person said, she acts like a teenager. She needs to grow up. I was like, fair. Wow. That's a yeah. fair critique. <laughs> and then um, Jamie is so annoying, and I'm like, well, yeah, that's the vibe I'm bringing to this podcast. What do you? So I like a good review. I know that it's not healthy for you or Aaron to read reviews because they somehow like right on your soul in some way and like no, I just, and then I Aaron wanna, like I wanna wants find to them yeah both like, of you want to here's why Jamie's person. not a teenager friend okay I want to like this is why this right. stupid thing you said and why you have to take it back and I know that's you know that's but that's this not, one was super fun because she was just like I have loved fun. them forever fun but is a word. now that yeah. now that they uh, the fact that they believe in the Lord ruins this totally <laughs> Which I kind of like the dichotomy of that yeah. completely. So, plus I know, listen, I actually know the secret. If I post that on Twitter, people are so kind to say nice things about us. So it's like sure. a little like 
You just drown it like, out. Yeah, like people were like, no, you've actually helped my faith more than like any church has. And I was like, okay, thank you. Man, so, that's that's wild, honestly. Uh, Aaron, do you have your, um, like, do you have like a 30 days sobriety from reading reviews, Chip? Or it's okay if you fall off. Or did she no just judgment. open them up to start <laughs> no, reading them? No, I, I did check the other day, <laughs> unfortunately. I, yeah. I used to, I have been sober before. It's okay. It's okay. I it's know. a journey. She's you know? gone sober on something else recently, and I allowed. She brought I, me back. I in. brought her back in, and I've yeah. been sober for like a year and a half. And I was like, "Well, it got introduced to us in a weird way." And I was like, "Okay, you can use your fence to go do this." Wow. <laughs> and then she would just every day. It was like, "Do you want an update?" And I was like, "Uh oh." You want to hit? I'm, I'm back. I'm, so, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm sober again. Okay, I'm ten good. days sober. That's good. Ten days sober. Yeah. Oh, just wipe that wipe that powder off your nose, wipe and we're starting a new one. Yeah. Did you see that Lizzo hired Marty Singer, an attorney who has previously worked with Jonah Hill, Kim Kardashian, and Chris Brown to represent? We're her getting a lot of Chris Brown attorneys in today's episode. By the way, he is one. Also, the dancers. Here's where I say it's a complicated thing, and I think it's going to have to go to court in order for us to get any kind of accuracy, because here's the thing. So following the allegations of the suit, a former creative director for Lizzo came out and said, yeah, she's the worst. And then another dancer came out and said, yeah, she's the worst. And then a filmmaker who was working on a documentary with her in 2019 said, I dropped out because quote, I witnessed how arrogant, self-centered and unkind she is reading these reports made me realize how dangerous of a situation it was. Now, Lizzo has denied it. She has, of course, done her notes uh, app. She did not apologize. Yeah. One, she can't apologize. We're talking sure. about legal standing, so you're not going to get an apology out of her. But I did think it was interesting. Writer Roxanne Gay, who is a longtime supporter of Lizzo, she said this. She said, there was just no taking of responsibility, no direct engagement with the accusations, and no apology. I think we all know how the court system works, so I doubt she could offer the statement that people would have liked. If she doesn't want to just settle, which she can, just honestly apologize, settle, and move on. But we'll see what happens the dancers did their first interview on tmz okay which is not the right move if you're looking right. for uh credibility what's, wrong with TMZ? what's the what's the problem there <laughs> they seem great it, it just seems so weird because i'm sure she could have been interviewed they could have been interviewed by any like morning show or yeah like daytime talk show now lizzo has lost more than two hundred thousand instagram followers uh over the course of like 36 hours wow um and so people have feelings. It, it, I'll be curious because, like, could I believe that this is all true? A hundred percent. Because Lizzo has a long history of talking about, I make people sign NDAs constantly to come to parties to do anything with me. You have to sign an NDA. And that is not common with every celebrity. And, but for her to be so on, and she's always been like, I'm a weirdo. Like, I'll, you know, but the problem is you can be a weirdo, but you can't be a weirdo with your employees. Yeah. Like it, and you can't project. Cre- you can't sit in a situation where bananas are being projected out of out of orifices and be like, "This was fun bonding." You just can't. Yeah, you, you can't. Know, and allegedly. to pressure people who don't feel comfortable being in that environment, but you're you're literally their employer. Like, yeah. if I know anything from what Christiana has taught me about HR, it's there is a line, and I yeah. go right up to it. No, I don't. <laughs> like I, but there there's a you can't cross it. Like it's it it's very uncomfortable. So I'll be curious to see. I don't think. She'll be as impacted as people think she might be. Interesting. The uh, the other like creative professionals who came out and were like, "Yeah, she sucks." That was alarming to me, you know, yeah. because I'm yeah. always like, I don't know, like we'll see. It'll it'll suss out. That was uh, that was tough. But if if she was faced with uh, if Lizzo and her PR team, they were like, "You can go with." Uh, I'm sorry, the dancers. If the dancers were like, "You can go to TMZ and do your story," or you can go with Mister and Miss Rippa on the morning show. Um, who would you who would you have recommended? I would have recommended Mister and Miss Rippa. 
why can I remember his name? Is it Dave? Mark Consuelos. Mark I knew that wasn't right. But I was like, man, he looks like a Dave, like a hot Dave. Aaron, but he Aaron knew it Dave. like she speaks Whoa, like a mantra Aaron? every day. What? Yeah. I think he's cute. He is cute. He's very Look, hot. That's like, a really attractive looking man. It's just the truth. Yeah. He, wasn't he on soap operas? He was. He, I think was. he was. I think he yeah. was. Look that's at how Aaron. They met. That's how they met. Really? Look yeah. at Aaron in the pop culture streets right now. Just <laughs> dropping refs everywhere. <laughs> Um, okay, let's do, uh, so, so that's one. So, um, that's a no chef. That's someone who's in trouble. Another person or a group of people who are in trouble. Um, I, you know, I, I'm going to call it kids having to get into, uh, back into the school year routines. I'm also just going to throw the teachers and the parents in there as well, because like I looked at my daughter this morning, they start Wednesday. Like by the time people are listening, she's starting. Uh, and she rolled downstairs at 1245 and I was like, oh, how, like, I love it. Love the love the vibe. Hit. If it's I could do that, I could. I, w- I would love to do that. I was like, but realistically, logistically, do you want to get up a little earlier tomorrow? Because Wednesday is going to be just a, a cold uh, blanket of truth to you and your soul. And she was like, I don't, I don't know what I'm going to do. But I just like to the to the teachers, to the parents. Um, I, I think we all thought technology was going to set us free, you know, with uh, all the school stuff. But now you just you're just obligated to have 40, 11 different accounts with unique logins and passwords that you'll never remember. And, um, kids have For to become, what? you just, you, you got to do your buzzle waffle, um, to make sure you get the pictures that the teacher has to take. Oh. Teachers have to take pictures of kids now. That have and let you know, accounts now. yeah, they're like, but they're, what? they're doing school. Here's, here's them doing their homework. I'm like, Hey, uh, can we just let teachers teach? I don't know. Like I, I know what my kids look like and I know what they look like when they're not paying attention. I, it's burned into my mind. I don't need you to send me pictures of that. But then it's like th- uh, they have to run successful newsletter campaigns where they tell you about all the, all the snacks rotations and the uh, field trips coming up in six months, which maybe tell me in five months, you don't need well, to tell me now. And yeah. You know? And can I just say from a non-parent perspective, I would like for there to be some sort of presidential platform on just we teachers don't have to have list anymore because yeah. I, if I have to complete another list for a teacher out of guilt and shame, it's too much. We, what we should do is not guilt and shame people on the internet. We should guilt and shame Congress. Yes. What are yeah. we doing? Yeah. This is ridiculous. It's tough because it's like teachers uh, go to school to be teachers and their job is to be teachers. But the more time goes on, they have to be therapists for parents, for kids photographers, newsletterers, they like, they have to know all the things they have to be fundraisers. And it's just like, okay, that's fine. But let's raise that pay a little bit. And maybe we, you know, they'll be compensated for all these extra things they have to do. But it is, it is just like our, like our kids, they go to schools who have to use RenWeb, which is it's RenWeb is one of those unicorn situations where no one thinks it works well, even the employees of which I've had this conversation with, but we all just keep using it because of inertia. Like it's like if the airline industry and the DMV came up with software for education, that's <laughs> oh, Red Web. Yeah, and, and it's just, it's just terrible and it's just absolutely awful. And I just wish, I just wish, I think if you have two kids and you're thinking about having a third kid, I think someone should intervene and be like, Hey, you can definitely do that. But just know the amount of meetings and uh, activities and uh, orientations that you're going to have to go to is going to multiply like th- 15 to the power of 11th, you know? So just like know that before you make that next plunge. Yeah, so smart. it's just, or if you're going to have three kids, you should do it like in the middle of nowhere, North Dakota so that yeah. they all go to school in one room, you know? That's and great. Then, so the meetings That's are just smart. with that one. Teacher. Let's bring that back. I like yeah. that vibe. Yeah. Uh, Aaron, I know you guys are probably getting ready uh, for school. Do you have like any particular things that are, that are um, uh, making you insane? Well, I'm just trying to understand like why we're still going back to school, right? Like this what? summer, <laughs> Well, like, I mean, like this summer, a man sat down in front of our entire government and said, you guys have been keeping information about non 
human biologics and non-human activities secret from the public since the 30s and the government was like i mean like yeah maybe and my child's teacher is sending me emails about whether my kid is a bus rider or a car line rider <laughs> like he needs an education when the alien overlords come to drain his life force for their energy crystal it was and it was like it was okay. We went to Oklahoma this weekend. We went to Oklahoma mm-hmm. this weekend for family reunion, and it was a hundred and seven degrees at nine fifteen p.m. No. in Oklahoma. And I'm supposed to scan a QR code to make sure I've signed <laughs> up for PTO for what? So I can be on PTO when the sun finally puts us out of our misery, <laughs> and the only thing left is a charred remnant of a QR code, like. People are mad at Lizzo and I have to add money to a school lunch account? Like, okay, okay, if if aliens are real, money isn't real. Uh, School, PTO, (laughs) buses, the government, work, this podcast, it's not real. A lunch account isn't real. I saw, listen, I was on CNN earlier. I was Uh on Uh CNN.com and I saw- That almost sounded like Aaron Conspiracy Voice. Listen. Okay, listen, listen. 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 No, listen, this is crazy. I saw a headline that was like, meet but don't touch- the toxic invasive worm that's been hiding in plain sight. Yo, I saw and, that one too. That, he looks like a real want, mother father, you know? Like, like, whoa. You want me to send my kids to school? I have to worry about them getting shot and a worm that is both toxic and invasive as well as hidden? I, no. I just, I, I, I think it's time. I think it's time. Humans had a good run. I, let the aliens take us. I surrender to Jesus and the non human biologics. I. I can't be a part of any more class dojo, mojo, casa houses. I'm done. I've, I've, I'm take me now. Listen, I'm done. You, you think Aaron's Thank handling her, her youngest child going to kindergarten really well? No, I'm not. I'm not handling it well. <laughs> Some vandals came and put a sign in my yard that says, welcome to our elementary school. No, look, ask me for permission. Okay. Ask me before, before you do that. You're just going to put that sign in my yard. He is so Also, for, to be fair, those witnesses in Congress, they just were like, no, I know the guy who definitely saw something. Like it was never yeah. any of the people who saw I the know. thing. But the point Don't is this, those Jamie. people are being those people are being silent. I, I think there are aliens, but I just want to hear from the person. Why have they I got to hear from be. those people are being silenced by who? Yeah, by the killed. people in charge. By Who's big the... UFO dog. That's who. <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. The problem, but to both of your points, I, I I had some issues with. You remember P. Davidson's Chad on SNL? Yeah. Both sides were like Chad. It was just like I I know aliens and I know this guy Rick who uh, did them. And Congress is <laughs> like, okay, cool. And then they're like, do you have any proof? And he goes, no, okay. Cool, you know, whatever. Just take my word for it. And it's just like, can somebody, can, can someone we, just be like, hey, I've got a picture. more than we're telling. We've you. seen yeah. the video. We've seen the video. Which yeah. video? The video which of one? the the flying UFO. The, which the, one? The TikTok the, or the TikTok thing. The Derek oh, where they're yeah. they're going Thompson. sideways. Got on, it. On plain English, he was like, actually, it's like, it was like a yeah, I don't know, exactly. it was like a like a Tamagotchi that got shot into the air and absolutely like, just not. perspective was gone Quantum or whatever. Entanglement. That's <sighs> oh. what we got to talk about. But you know what? See, here's my conspiracy theory. Okay, let me just uh, invite conspiracy knocks in for a second. I think the Ant-Man, the last Ant-Man was so bad that uh, quantum <laughs> stuff is real, but they didn't want, it was like the messianic secret. Like the, the they didn't want people to know about quantum stuff yet. So they're like, let's make the worst movie possible and put okay. Corey Stoll's big baby stupid face in it. Okay. And then we'll have more cover for like 10 more years to like do quantum okay. stuff. Okay, I'm down with that. I think Marvel might be like hiding secrets of the universe. Inside which of which Marvel star is most likely to be an alien? And why is it? This is the easiest question you've ever asked me. I know I'm going to let you guys think because I know the right answer. It's got to be Hawkeye. Yeah, it's got to. No, it's, it's got to be. 
Cumberbatch. The end. The end. Oh, that's true. That's, he's not even hiding right. it well. It's no, like a not. alien with a bad toupee. And it's that's like, right. okay. He, you know who else? He, you know, he looks like Sid from Ice Age, too. He does. He does. I love that Aaron has one pop culture reference, and she says every actor looks like that one person. Hey, we should do a new podcast, and it's called Sid Degrees of Separation. And it's just- <laughs> That's pretty good. That's That's pretty good. That's good. All right, picture this. It's finally getting warmer, and you're picking up the after-work run or a workout, but it's 4 p.m., and you're ready for a little snack to keep you going. What you want is something with clean, wholesome ingredients, but it's hard to find a snack that is great on the go and also fills you up enough to make a difference. Get ready to find out how good healthy snacks can taste with Chomps. We're big fans of Chomps at my house because not only is it so easy and convenient, but it's made with natural ingredients that taste great. Whether I'm prepping for recordings or taking one of the kids to one of their many end-of-year activities, I always have a Chomp stick with me. They're also allergy-friendly, so I never have to worry about one of the kids deciding they want to take it with them. Chomp sticks come in 10 delicious bold flavors, so there's a healthy snack option for everyone, or grab a variety pack to satisfy your whole family's taste buds. They're even smaller chomplings for a quick snack for any kids in your life. Right now, Chomps is offering our listeners 20% off your first order and free shipping when you go to chomps.com slash popcast. Go to chomps.com slash popcast to see all the delicious flavors and get 20% off your first order and free shipping. That's C-H-O-M-P-S dot com slash popcast. Don't forget to use our link so they know we sent you. So the weather's getting warmer, and I'm so excited to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and hello to dresses and tees. I'm so glad that I found Quince because not only can I update my wardrobe for the long haul, but I can do it without spending a fortune. Even penthouse Jamie, she's trying to save her cash dollars in this economy. But y'all know how I value quality, and I want to find timeless pieces that keep me looking effortlessly chic year after year. Now, Quince has just restocked their $40 linen wide leg pant, which I am super bummed to try. They have such a nice drape to them and they're 100% linen, which means they'll be super breathable and I'll feel like I'm wearing no pants at all, which is my preference. I'm also loving the look of the organic cotton gauze roll sleeve shirt, which is also $40. Guys, true story. Like they have great pieces. I am obsessed with the cardigan I have and the sunglasses I have. The Leon sunglasses are dope. Their prices truly cannot be beat. All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands because they partner directly with top factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics. They cut out the cost of the middleman and pass that savings on to us. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pop for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's q-u-i-n-c-e.com slash pop to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash pop. This episode is brought to you by our amazing sponsor, Aura Frames. It's Knox here with your annual reminder that Mother's Day is just around the corner this year. Let's think outside the box a little bit, guys. Forget sweaters, candles, or the dreaded bathrobe. They're all so predictable and boring. That's why this year I'm recommending you get an Aura Frame. It's the perfect gift to mix things up and give a gift that shows some real thoughtfulness and is guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. We actually have one of these in our house right now, and we absolutely love it. It only takes about two minutes to set up, and it was super easy. Between all the kids, I was a little worried we'd run out of room, but it has free unlimited storage for photos and videos, and you can invite as many people as you want to contribute to the frame. Now that the kids are a little older, we've added them as contributors to the frame, and it's been really fun to see a few of their photos pop up from events they attend without us. Right now, R has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting rframes.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's Aura, A-U-R-A, frames.com. Use code podcast at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors, big, 
small ones, whether it's the stress that comes with planning a big event, having to redo the electrical in your entire house unexpectedly, or simply having to go on a picnic lunch when you'd rather be home pantless watching your favorite show. Stress is truly a universal experience that if left unchecked can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space where you can get things off your chest and work through anything that's weighing you down big or small. I've truly noticed such a difference in my stress level since I started therapy years ago, making it a priority and a consistent part of my routine has allowed me to relieve my stress in a very safe environment instead of bottling it all. As someone who has a hard time sitting in my feelings, it's given me the habit of reflection so I can identify and deal with stressors early on before they overwhelm me. BetterHelp is a convenient, flexible, and entirely online, making it easy to stay consistent. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash podcastpod today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash podcastpod. Uh, okay, Jamie, who else is in trouble right now? Okay, so NBC and Bravo. And it's really because they've been treating their reality TV stars bad. Now, this comes from, there's actually two stories. The first one comes with Bethany Frankel has been very adamant that reality TV stars need to unionize because she's like, oh my God, I want to strike. Look how every, look how hot everybody is. <laughs> and when they're striking and outside of Universal Studios. And so um, she thinks, and the main thing that she wants to fight for in this union is that people should get residuals when their reality shows are repeated into whether they're spinoffs or anything like that. Now, as a reminder, Bethany Frankel was on The Apprentice, colon, Martha Stewart. She was the runner-up. She was on Real Housewives of New York City for eight seasons. She was in Bethany Ever After. Then she was in Bethany and Friedrich. Then she was on it. She had a daytime talk show for one year. And then she had a reality competition series called The Big Shot with Bethany. She's also been a shark on Shark yeah. Tank. Yeah. And But the thing about it, here's the comedy. Listen, I have no love loss for Bethany. Zero. Like, oh, I no, am not like a fan. Bethany. Oh, I do not like Bethany. Why? Because she just has an energy that's really like, and then she just cannot handle accountability. Whereas, listen, I recognize that maybe sometimes the things we do on here make you question our Christianity. So be sure. it. I get it. Yeah. But like, I own that. I Like, I just don't like Bethany. I don't like her being like, I use drugstore stuff. Guys, I use Avino, just like Jennifer Aniston. I use Avino. She doesn't. Like, she's yeah. not using, she's using very expensive products and she's just trying to get more eyes on her TikTok. Mm. But the other thing is, my favorite thing about Bethany Frankel is that she's wanting to start a union despite the fact that in her HBO Max reality show in 2021, she wrote into the contract that every contestant had to give her 15% of everything they made from Yo. then into eternity. To infinite eternity? What? Perpetuity until the aliens actually show up. And so what what's happened now is that there's a group of unnamed reality TV stars who have hired attorneys Brian Friedman and Mark Garagos. There's our there's our fun attorney, Mark Garagos. He represented okay. Michael Jackson for child molestation and Chris Ooh. Brown for when he uh, abused Rihanna. Man, that's a real spectrum of offenses, to be honest with you. I don't know that's so, fair. Hey, Jason, will you bleep out <laughs> name? I just don't, I don't want to toss her in there with those guys, you know? <laughs> it's different, right? It is a different group. So uh, this group of unnamed stars sent a letter to NBC, and it claimed that both current and former reality TV personalities have been subjected to, quote, grotesque and depraved mistreatment. Is that true? Uh, for sure, probably. Like, of course, right? However, it was probably all outlined in a contract, too. Like, to be honest. Sure. Like, you had to make a sacrifice. It said that there are – they that cast members were threatened if they speak out against about their mistreatment, which is an NDA, yeah. uh, they, that they would distribute revenge porn, 
which is illegal, by the way. So that I, I just don't, I need to see a contract. Like I just need yeah. to see some contracts. Anyway, they denied mental health treatment to cast members displaying obvious and alarming signs of mental deterioration. Uh, if you've watched any reality show, that like. Do, do y'all get that on Survivor? Like when you watch Survivor, are there people like losing it? I would think so, right? Yeah, but they're but the person would be like, "You're hungry and tired, so that's what this is. It's okay." But like that's episode six of The Bachelor, right? That's usually when yeah. that happens. You know, I've, well, I've and, not, I don't know anyone who loves me. I haven't seen the internet, and I'm being, being gaslit into, into thinking that this guy loves me. I know. And listen, this is an open letter from some attorneys. That that's not legal action but they did ask nbc to take immediate they were like pretty please don't delete any documents that prove our case and nbc was like no problem yep we'll make sure that all those drives are intact (laughs) so um to me this is like i don't know and look do i want reality stars to be treated badly no but i do want reality stars like most of them go into it reading a contract or not reading a contract and then being like wow i didn't read that contract and that's problematic. And I probably shouldn't have gone on American Idol because look at now what my life is like. Or I shouldn't have gone on Real Housewives because how dare they be in my house filming? It's like, you, you, there's only so much you can fight about to me. So this is to me is, this is just, it's just lame. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think everybody's really in trouble either. I think it is, uh, when you look at it though, it's, it's really the perfect kind of business model to lightly exploit a population because you are getting their labor. You, I, I I don't know this off the top of my head, but I know the compensation is not great, you know? So you're right. getting to um, uh, leverage and, and use and exploit that. And then it's so decentralized and, and it's so decentralized that not one person can like uh, Brian Cranston or Fran Drescher or Tom Cruise can't be like, movies are important. And everyone's like, they are important and we should end the strike. Uh, like no one, there's no galvanizing force with reality TV stars. And to that point, they're mutually unlikable, so it's not someone you want to root for. So it's kind of the perfect storm of um, they should probably be able to unionize, but they're never going to be able to because no one respects them, no one likes them, and you don't know any of them really. Like, are, the we gonna, are we going to be? Are we going to as a as a nation be supportive of the president of the union, Tom Sandoval? Like, are wow. we going to do that? We're not going to do that. Like, I are you kidding me? No, still, absolutely. He didn't like, give us the bear. He gave us chaos. And he this ruined like her life. Month nine of not knowing what that means. And I, I just, know, I'm exactly. so glad. The people who know, know. The people who know, know. Um, so uh, let's go to uh, another. Uh, these are two people, but you could broaden out a little bit that might be in trouble. And this is Zachary Levi, who uh, did he ever say like, hey, just so you know, I'm going to be Zachary. I'm going to be Zachary. I'm not Zach. I'm not Z. I'm Zachary. I, d- I don't ever remember hearing that, I but know. I just don't know why I have and to. And Levi is his name. middle name. It is not. It's not Bro, his last name. Come on, man. <laughs> yeah. At least that's all I've ever known. Like, at least he didn't change it halfway and be like, now you're supposed to respect me and do this. Because no, I'm I think like, it's always been Zachary. Levi. Okay, whatever. Yeah. We'll deal with that later. So Zachary Levi and Gina Rodriguez, <laughs> um, two actors. I think I like them. They've been in good stuff. I think they're very good at what they do. They both have a history of problematic behavior. Yes, unfortunately they do. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes, they unfortunately do. Yeah. Um, they have uh, been – well, they've already been cast. Uh, the trailer for Spy Kids colon Armageddon just dropped, and they're the two parents. And being the two parents in Spy Kids is like being on Dancing with the Stars. It's not the end of the world. Right. But it probably is the end of the world. Is it? You know? Yes. Okay. Yes, because 100%. I saw one news release that was saying this, and it was describing the movie, and it said Gina Rodriguez of Jane the Virgin uh-huh. and Zachary Levi of Alias Grace. And I went, Ooh, whoa, that, what? What? Like, Shazam? What? Couldn't get in there? 
Could, Chuck he's couldn't get a, he's in there. A superhero. That's anyway, Flynn Rider dog. Like we're not gonna say it, that. Can, here, are the, here are the questions I have. So they're playing the parents of Patty and Tony Torres. Those are two children. Those are we're <laughs> supposed to believe that those are two children names. Yes, that's why correct. Why do they have boomer names? I don't and know. Why is it in the picture? Okay, so Gina Rodriguez, who is Latin Latinx, uh-huh. and Azari Lila, who is super white. Right. Okay. Why is it their children? Just match them. The son is super white and the yeah. daughter is Latinx. I don't, it, that's not how, how that works. It's complicated. Like, <laughs> it's, it's, it's very complicated, but I think even more complicated is you watch this trailer, which I did. They're in it for, I think four seconds. Yeah. Which it's very short. Billy Magnuson's the villain. He's nowhere to be seen in this trailer. Uh, so that's an issue. I understand why Zachary Levi probably is not in this. Cause he's, he's, he's kind of got the, um, He's got a real, I had some issues with the Barbie movie energy going on about him right now, you know, <laughs> where it's just like, let's just put him on the shelf for a minute and see if he cools off. Um, he did He did just say at a Comic-Con that he was like, I just don't understand why I can't promote the things I'm in and why I can't talk about the work I'm in. You're in a strike, bruh, bruh. You're in a strike. His, I don't know what his media strategy is right now. It's very strange <laughs> because it's like, I'm going to... I'm going to get as close as I can to being weird and problematic without actually being that. But I'm, I'm so I'm going to make you uncomfortable. And it's like... I understand why some people do that so they can like they can raise red flags. But when you raise red flags, you also like get the other red flags, you know, so it's like doing something. But it, w- it would just it would, it would be like if Biden was like, I know you think I'm too old, but I'm in defeat. And it's like, <laughs> OK, but like I don't want to know that. And it doesn't change anything for me. It's just and, different. Weird. And, you know? and listen, Gina Rodriguez, hers. She doesn't have ongoing controversy. She just had that one controversy. I think it was like four years ago. It's a tough where- one. It's a tough it is a tough one because <laughs> she's an idiot. Guys, when you are lip syncing a song, when yeah. you're lip syncing a song, you, if you are not black, yeah. you cannot lip sync the N-word. Like you cannot. And she did. She did it in an Instagram story. She used the N-word. So I would also say don't film yourself lip syncing. Who is that for? It's like, it's like saying <laughs> well, I read 74 books this year. That's not sorry, for anybody. Are you not on that's TikTok? You. That's what TikTok, that's the, that's the foundational uh, goo. On. From which TikTok uh, I don't I don't like it, so it's not good for them. But I I will also say it's not great because I don't know if you've uh, you do you have a Google alert for Spy Kids like I do because I'm I'm very invested in this. Yes, uh, I love Robert Rodriguez. Of course you do. Okay, so you're probably similarly alarmed because he's really I you know I did I wasn't paying attention to Martin Scorsese's uh, press tour for Silence, like a very important faith movie. Yeah, but that's how he's carrying himself. Because he says uh, in an EW article, he says, this is the reboot that starts a fresh story in the franchise. There's going to be Easter eggs calling back to the first four films. Nobody, Rob, nobody needs Easter eggs from the first four Spy Kids. No one cares about that. No one wants that. Okay. He said, I've been getting calls from all kinds of studios. Uh, they've been saying like, reboot Spy Kids, reboot Shark Boy. Of course, they all want to. They're all sitting at home with their kids. They love it. And it's... I, I, <laughs> That's what we call a lie in the business because no studio exec is no. like, get Robert Rodriguez on the phone and tell that man to reboot Shark Boy and Lava Girl, I think. I don't even know if there's a standard. Yeah, that's Shark right. Boy. That's right. Know. That's right. Okay, listen, know. my thing about Robert Rodriguez, uh, Aaron, would you like to get, I'm going to tell you the names of his children and you tell me which one's not real. Okay. Okay. These are his children. And this is relevant because his oldest co-wrote Spy Kids colon Armageddon. Yeah. Okay. He's got okay. credit. He's got okay, credit. Okay, so that's him. Racer. I'll give you one. Okay. Racer? Rodriguez. Racer Max. Please say his full name. Racer Max. <laughs> it helps. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Rebel. Okay. Rocket. Okay. Rogue. Okay. Rhiannon. Ugh. Uh, just one of them is fake? Yeah. R- 
rocket. She's probably lying. Rocket. She's probably... No, that's not true. They were all real. All oh. of his children. Okay. Yeah. yeah, you had to be lying. Yeah, I had to. Rocket Valentine. That's my favorite. Rocket Valentine Rodriguez. Yikes. <laughs> I mean, if a, if a man, as as someone who has kids who have weird names, I understand that this might be self-inflicted. But if you can't trust someone to name their kids, can you trust them to write a story, like write a movie that's going to be good? I don't know. But like for Gina Rodriguez, um, after this movie, uh, she's got one called Players, which has already been pushed to 2024 uh, so because of the strike, not anything she did. Um, but she stars opposite of Tom Ellis, who I don't, I didn't know who that was. His name sounds like like fancy menswear. And I looked him up. He looks like if Roy Kent was a Twilight vampire um, and she's in a movie with him. And I don't think that looks great. Tom, um, Ellison was, Tom Ellis was Lucifer on the TV show Lucifer. Did you watch Lucifer? Are you going to sit I, here and say I watched, I watched a, Lucifer? I watched a pilot of Lucifer. I only, that's all I watched. And, but oh, I people that, who I love Lucifer. that lady's still listening. People, who's like, I don't like them to be Christians because she's going to freaking blow her mind apart. I know. Now. But people love they love Lucifer. Listen, I like that uh, in that movie, Players, she's a sports writer. That's right. That's right. <laughs> a very lucrative job right now. Very lucrative. Everybody it's a great wants industry. to be a sports writer. Yeah. But like Zachary Levi, he's attached to a lot of stuff, which I read as like, is he going to be weird? So let's just wait and see. But he's all, he's in a, it's a movie called Undercover where he's a divorced dad in a custody battle and he starts a band with one of the Sprouses. <gasps> I think it's Cole Sprouse. Him and Cole Sprouse are friends and they have a band. Yeah, because Dylan just got married to Barbara. That's right. I don't think it's Dylan. I think it is Cole, I think. That's what I'm so, saying. Dylan is on, a, on an extended honeymoon with his yeah, very Dylan, hot wife. Yeah, very hot wife. Yeah, so I don't know. I, it's not looking good for either, uh, just in different ways. This episode is brought to you by Pear Eyewear. I just love a reason to celebrate a niche pop culture-themed holiday, don't you? Whether it's April 25th, known as the perfect date, when all you need is a light jacket. If you know, you know, or better yet, May the 4th. I'll gladly go all in. I was trying to think of a fun way to decorate r 2 Dusty in honor of this most holy day of the year. And then I found out that Pear Eyewear just launched a Star Wars theme collection. Now I think I might have to celebrate by getting some new top frames for me instead, because the force is just that strong in their newly launched Star Wars collection. You guys, I'm not even joking. These frames are so adorable. And when I saw that they had a Grogu gradient, I could not contain my excitement. They have 21 unique designs that are all perfectly niche in the most delightful way. Their interpretations of familiar Star Wars icons are like fun Easter eggs that you can easily snap onto your favorite glasses whenever you're in the mood for a change. I love that their frames are so affordable at just $25 and that changing them is so easy. Hearing that little snap when you change out your frames, so satisfying. From legendary battles to formidable icons, these epic designs are for true fans. And whether you side with the Rebels, the Dark Side, or the Mandalorian, Pair Eyewear has got you covered. One pair, infinite possibilities. Go to PairEyewear.com and use code POP for 15% off your first pair. And support the show by mentioning that the podcast sent you in your post-checkout survey. That's P-A-I-R-Eyewear.com, code POP. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Uh, Jamie, do you have another one you want to talk about? I do. Okay, so true crime podcasts. Did y'all know the true crime podcasts are having a really moment? Because TikTok is 
furious. Mm-mm-mm. Gen Z is not having it. Now, true crime is varied. As a reminder, there are podcasts that feature financial crimes like The Dropout and war crimes like The Line and drugs like Retrievals and Civil Suits, also Retrievals, um, robbery, harassment, stalking. But the big crime of choice, of course, for most true crime podcasts is the murdering. Um, and then murder, I think, falls into two categories. There's investigating the murder. Yeah. We've, we've recommended podcasts like uh, Serial Gone South, The Accused, Tom Brown's Body. Like, these are all more investigative or, like, looking back and can we learn more? And maybe it's unsolved in that way. Or maybe someone was, like, the accused. They were wrongfully convicted of the crime, mm-hmm. right? But then there is – let's just chat about murders. Yeah. Let's just have a good time about murders. And so there's been a bit of a reckoning. Now, the top ten podcasts today on the Apple charts are – six of them are true crime. So it is it is a beloved genre, but uh, TikTok has pushed back on, hey, should we be making money making comedy about murder and victims? And some of this started uh, back up again because there's always been the question. I mean, we've had true crime since Truman Capote, but like true crime has always had a backlash anytime something feels like it went a step too far. And Dahmer really did start the conversation again because yeah. Dahmer tried to center the victims more, the miniseries. But it was really graphic and awful, and none of the families were really involved with that project. And so people were like, it's still just really exploitive. And it's, Every time Netflix served it up and was like, hey, you want to watch this scene from Dawn, you'll probably I love didn't. it. And it was like, eat this chicken sandwich I made for you. And so, Aaron, it was not a chicken sandwich. I don't know if you knew that. It, it was, was not. not. <laughs> so, of course, at the forefront of this is my favorite murder, probably the most popular. Well, I know it's the most popular true crime. Uh, Washington Post calls it eavesdropping on two friends conversation about murder at mm-hmm, a party. Mm-hmm. Um, and it started in January 2016. The fans are called Murderinos. There are 200,000 members in its Reddit group which is crazy. Amazon paid more than $100 million for exclusive distribution. They make $15 million each a year. Oh. $15 million. Okay. Oh. And it is the second highest earning podcast, according to Forbes, behind Joe Rogan. They have $35 million monthly downloads. $35 million. I would love to be canceled by TikTok and make $15 million. <laughs> to be honest with you, I, I know. Guys, can we get that started? So they have a long history of problematic things. They had a catchphrase that was stay sexy don't get murdered which okay. on is great but the image included a tp like a native american tp t-i-p-i did you know it's spelled t-i-p-i i don't think that was I something i learned today learning learning and growing um but people were like hey do you know murder is a real problem for women in indigenous communities and they're Wait, like well why why the tp why the TIPI? Well, they were like, it's not TV, it's a tent, because women get murdered in the parks. <laughs> so I don't know. It was a situation. Women it be took- camping and get murdered, as <laughs> the saying goes. Women yeah. be camping. So, uh, and then they had, like, one of, they started their own network. And this is, this will always be my, forever, Knox wanted to start a network, a podcast. And I was always resistant, because I was like, what if somebody does something crazy? Yeah. And we're not prepared. Well, that would be what happened to uh, My Favorite Murder. They started a podcast network. And one of the guys had a podcast on it called The Murder Squad. His name is Billy Jensen. He was an investigative journalist. He was he was accused of sexual harassment and sexual assault, and they had to let him go. It's tough to be like we're gonna be the murder squad because that does sound like you're gonna, you're the active component in that. I know game. I don't like that. Plus, the worst part was the host of my favorite murder just were like end of an era, and they're like Wait what a minute. what. <laughs> 
Like, that's not of great. sexual assault or association with the sexual assault. I know. I don't love that. So, you know, look, somebody said, I did see a, a, one Redditor who defends them who said, humor is a coping mechanism. We can consume this content that we are morbidly fascinated by while also being able to remove ourselves from it emotionally so we can tolerate it. Mm. I don't know that that's a good explanation. I've, I've, I like the classic, was this, I like a Sarah Koenig looking for a Best Buy phone booth. Like, I yeah. love that because I like that we're trying to find out if this is true or not. What I don't like is like, like I, I've, I just can't listen to things where pe- women get murdered. That's just, I can't do it. Like where yeah. we're just constantly like having comedy around women getting murdered. Cause I'm like, oh, what if someone, what if someone wants to have comedy around me getting murdered? That would be so yeah. sad. We got to so. take down the Faith of Jason Jezebel episode and just get that out of here. You know, know. that's, that's, that's complicated right. now. It's that's difficult. Right. It's, it's the weird nuance of like these two, like this, like a serial season one belongs to the same genre of, as what you're talking about, where it's a little more exploitative, a little more lighthearted. Um, and it's like, at what point do you draw that line? At what point can you be like, uh, it's like the, the unregulated, the democratization of being able to talk about whatever you want to talk about leads to some really great stuff yeah. and leads to awareness that we didn't have, but it also leads to some bozos being like, let's do a murder squad and sexually assault women. <laughs> And that's fine. I know. And, and like I, we, one of our green lights was a docu-series on Netflix called The Keepers, which was about uh, Sister Kathy who got murdered. But what I loved about that docu-series is it involved her students telling their stories about her and her coworkers who loved her in the community. It also acknowledged that, yes, she was murdered and it was yeah. awful. But there was a, it was very centered on Kathy. Even like yeah. the image on Netflix was of Kathy. Yeah. And so I like that. And I think there is a way that you can do it so it doesn't have to – it, like, it feels like if you're honoring the victim, that is okay. If you're honoring the sensation, that's a problem. That's, that's a not weird, for the yeah, right reasons. That's weird. But is it worse than Zachary Levi Ooh. as ever ranking? I don't know. We'll find out. You think yeah, he's in defeat? We will. How many, how many U.S. presidents do you think are in defeat? Because like statistically, it's like there's, one in six or something. There's 46 presidents, right? 46? I couldn't. Aaron, how many presidents are there? There are 46. I only know are that you because for real? of the 45 hat that Trump used to sell. Oh, that's right. Okay. So well, 46. But are you it, counting like double term dudes as like a second? Like I don't know. I'm basing this no, on no, Trump's no, hat. No, like uh, Obama was the 44th president the whole time. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. But like, okay. wasn't there a president that was like president and he's like, I'm out and then he comes back? Like, oh. would, if Trump won the election next year, would he be still the 45th president? Or would I don't he know. The 47th? That is some math for Trump. Is this good content? It is good content. <laughs> it, is. it is. Because I didn't know that. And that is wisdom. And I also don't want to think about stuff like that. I don't like know that. the answer. That's also. a Sharon says so question. Please but refer all your DMs to her. Of like but but my the under question, and Aaron, if you want to chime in here too, how many of the 46 presidents yeah. have been in defeat, do you think? I have a guess. Oh, I've got Taft. Taft is in definitely defeat. in defeat. Uh, oh, I think it's 41. I think oh, I Calvin think Coolidge. Toss I'm him in thinking there. like a solid 27. Oh, yeah. Andrew. Uh, both, Andrews, wow. <laughs> both Andrews. Johnson okay. and Jackson, for sure. Yeah. Bill Clinton, yeah. definitely. Bill Clinton, absolutely. George W. Bush, absolutely. See, I think George Bill Clinton was in other stuff. And his dad. And his dad. Super, ooh, okay. I, you could tell me Nate. Jimmy Show, Carter, you, no. Jimmy Carter, no. No, Jimmy Carter, but he was in Aliens. Yeah. Which he now saw he, one. Because he saw one, and he was like, I'm telling y'all. And we were just like, you're he so cute. He is still alive. He's tiny, Good but he's him. still alive. He's See, the problem is when you say I saw one, 
your credibility reduces like 40 percent no 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 no. No, he like went through all the proper channels and he saw one before he ever became president i've just always felt like like when you go fishing and you bring up a do catch and release and the kitchen the the fish goes down and it's like man they like touched me and like did like talked about me and like took a picture (laughs) and then they sent me back down and all the other fish are like "Mm, okay i definitely think obama's in defeat based on his playlist that he released each year which i know he has not listened to all those songs and he's tricking us but and then trump for sure yeah. Joe Biden also. Sasha and Malia make that playlist for him. Yeah, exactly. 100%. There's no way. Yeah. But I feel like both of you guys were into my fish theory, but you just didn't want to talk about it. So that's okay. Like, we'll just, like, just wink, wink. No, I want to ponder it because it's actually a really, it's really actually kind of fascinating. That's, an, em, that's, an, em, that's an employee making her employer. No, feel no, no, better. no, it's not because <laughs> when you think of, when you think about it that way, I think about ants like that all the time. Like, yeah. what do ants think about us? Ants yeah. don't think about us. No, yeah, no, they, they do. do. Are we their yeah. gods? No, we're not their gods. We might be. Not in an yeah. ant's life. Yeah, in an ant's life. They were gods? We are their gods. Do they even like understand us or do like Big Tree moved, killed Gary, and now our home is sad? You know, I, I don't <laughs> no, know. Yeah, I, I, think know. Ants, I think ants think about us the way we think about airplanes. Like there's one and that's it. Like, I don't know. Ant-Man seems to have a really good handle on the world. You know, I just feel like he's got a, like a really good sense of things. So to be continued, I guess. Well, you know. that's fair. Um, okay, let's do uh, last one. Uh, is Netflix in trouble? And this is probably a little weird because um, it recently was reported that in the second quarter of this year, they generated $1.5 billion in profit. That's net, not gross. That's net profit. Um, so there's been a lot of hand-wringing about, you know, is Netflix like a fraud, uh, phony, like is streaming broken? Well, they're making a lot of money, like they're doing it right, and everybody else is not. So uh, Netflix seems to be tracking pretty well. But I want to think about it in terms of content because um, I saw, uh, according to Nielsen ratings, the most watched original TV show for the first half of the year was Ginny and Georgia. Listen. All the TV we've made, all the great stuff. And Netflix, because there are so many subscribers, is pushing this like half-rate meth on people and making yeah. them watch it. Yeah. And that's that's – that's a little disturbing to me. Um, there's some other movies that have been pushed, but Jenny, have you ever watched Jenny and Georgia? Like, no, I haven't. The only thing I remember about Jenny and Georgia is Taylor got very uh, Taylor Swift got very upset that they made a joke using her name, and she like ha- she issued two tweets about it. What something about don't treat women badly or something? Taylor, you have a history, okay? Like we're allowed to exploit your history. If you can make if you can make a billion dollars off of us, we can exploit your history a little bit for a joke on a TV show. What are you talking about? It's a tougher you- look to be like, I heard the joke about me on Jenny and Georgia, and I have two <laughs> tweets to say about it. You know, <laughs> that's a weird vibe. Also, like, and uh, the statistic, it's when we say Jenny and Georgia is most watched. This is sixty million views in the first half of the year. Sure, sixty million. That's nuts. Do you want to know what the number one movie is that came out this year? Uh, I was Extraction 2 because that's a freaking sick movie. That's what you think it is. That's what you think it is because it has 111 million views. But no, with 126 million views is The Mother starring Jennifer Lopez. So yes, Netflix is in trouble. Okay. (sighs) And you listening who watch this BS, you're also part of the problem. You are part of the problem. You know not to watch The Mother. We told you that. We put it in the kill and Smooch Mary Kill and yet you insisted on watching it and you were like, it was awful. You all came back and were like, this was awful. And I'm like, I know. I know it was awful. You know, you okay, let me let me just like spin zone here. Let's just embrace debate for a second. As a as a connoisseur of uh, the Gray Man, Red Notice, et cetera, things like that, rich, <laughs> rich, rich content pieces. Um, what if Netflix actually, because they have all the data, they're like, actually, 
we're just a lot of trash and we have trash taste and that's what we watch. So we're going to make trash for the trash. And like, they're actually winning when like, you know, we'll do prestige stuff like the bear or uh, what we do in the shadows, no shade. And like, it's good stuff, but nobody watches it. You know, like so, the conversation around succession yeah. way outweighed um, who actually watched succession. You know what I mean? So the, so you're saying Netflix is kind of the Taco Bell of the streaming network. That's right. That's right. right. And so HBO Max is the what? Um, it is the, uh, uh, what's the, pl- it's like the um, In-N-Out Burger, you know? Okay, okay. But maybe but, not even that. Maybe not even, just very boutique like yeah. only open on like Wednesdays, Thursdays, and Sunday for one hour, you know? Where it's just like, I just, nobody, nobody goes here. Nobody patronizes this as much. That's right. And so it's like, sometimes people just want to, cause, and also it's, I always now remember anytime I open Netflix, I remember that they changed the cover photo of a thing based on the other things you watch. So yeah. like glass onion, a knives out mystery. And this is sad. It will always put up Kate Hudson as the photo. And I'm like, I like James Bond. Why won't you use Daniel Craig? And they're like, no. You love Bride Wars. Don't lie about it. You love that stupid movie. <laughs> I wish there would just be so like a like a like a chat form where you could be like, no, Kay Hudson. Like I, I wanna I wanna undo some of the decisions I made because I don't want to carry that with me. You know, yeah. I wanna like be be clean through Christ, like on this stuff, uh, Netflix. So That's right. I don't know. I but um, you know, because of the strike, um, they had a slate of movies that was gonna be released. Uh, and I found these movies to be fascinating because Me they're very too. strange and different. And, you know, we've talked on and on about the gourmet cheeseburgerification of Netflix and how they are going for this kind of middle brow Taco Bell at 1145 weeknight where everything else is closed and you, you're coming to us anyway. Um, but uh, I, I'm going to give you three movies. You tell me the one you, you wished you could have seen the most. Okay? okay. The first one is Spaceman. And this is Adam Sandler, Carrie Mulligan and Paul I say Dano. Some people say Dano, whatever. Um, that's a weird three O. Do you that's think just, it's like, really Spaceman or do you think it's Spachemin? Spachemin? The Leopas Spachemin origin yeah. story? I think it might be like a trick. If it's the latter, I'm all in on it. I don't want to see that at all. Like, it's, uh, not at all. Adam Sandler plays a kid who is orphaned uh, in the Czech Republic and he's raised by his grandparents and he overcomes odds to become an uh, astronaut. I don't think this is real. I don't think no. this is a real movie. There's no way. There's no I, way. I just. What? Like Adam Sandler? I don't understand that. No, uh, I don't like uh, that. Another one is Damsel. This is Angela Bassett, Robin Wright, and uh, your favorite actress, Millie Bobby Brown. Uh, <gasps> no. She uh, she plays a young woman who thinks she's being married to a perfect prince, but she's thrown to a pit, and she discovers she's not going to be a princess after all, but actually just a sacrifice for a dragon. And then she tries to survive in hijinks and sue. Is there part of you that wanted to see, like Angela Bassett or Robert, Robin Wright? Uh, in this outside no of we're not doing around. this anymore we're not doing this whole i'm a princess but not like i'm also like i can throw stuff in the year of our lord barbie we are not doing that anymore okay we're not doing that i'm not engaging with that so no okay. i'm not watching so that's that. a no all yeah. right let me throw this one i think aaron this one might be interesting to you uh Ready? this is called a family affair and i'm going to read the summary first an unexpected romance triggers comic consequences for a young woman her mother and her boss grappling with the complications of love sex and identity uh the people involved are nicole kidman who comes to this place for magic uh joey king and zachary efron uh, i actually don't know if i'm into that so what if i told you that this movie is directed by i think written and directed by the guy who did the fisher king the bridges of madison county and behind the candelabra i don't want any of this i only <laughs> want 
happy movies. I only want movies that are It's a Barbie. romantic comedy. It's a romantic I don't believe comedy. it. It doesn't what if sound they like it's going to be funny. And it's like no. it's very respected and like they have boundaries and everything. I don't think that sounds funny. I don't think Joey King is funny. I know Nicole Kidman's not funny and I'm really just sad about Zac Efron right now. And his What if what if Keith Urban has a cameo port in this movie? I know <laughs> he's not just... funny. I know. So, okay, Jamie in summation, we've got Netflix content. We've got True Crime podcasts. We've got Zachary Levi uh, and uh, Gina Rodriguez. We have NBC and Bravo. We have kids having to go back to school, parents and teachers. Lizzo, and I'm going to go ahead and toss in presidents who are in defeat. Who's most in trouble? Of that <laughs> I think I think presidents who are in defeat are thriving. So I would say it's Lizzo. Lizzo is in the most trouble right now. Um, okay, well, that is our conversation on uh, The More You Know. The More You Know. As always, if you have thoughts and opinions on our thoughts and opinions, please let us know. NoxJamie.com slash 517. All right, Jamie, you want to do some lights? <gasps> Let's do some lights. What is your red light this week? Oh, my red light this week. I'm coming over to Over Underachiever since okay. I don't know that I'm, I am would ever belong on that show. Knox <laughs> and Jason Waterfalls have a lovely sports podcast that you can listen to you, Over Underachievers. But I have some sports news that I think I takes? am breaking to you. I okay. have, yes, and it is my red light. And it goes to Lane Kiffin. Knox, would you like to explain to the audience who Lane Kiffin is? Just a quick, like who he is for context. Lane Kiffin is the son of a successful defensive coordinator who was born on third. And I don't think he thinks he hit a triple, but he just really likes being on third, you know? And uh, <laughs> and, and in terms of personality, he's like a very stupid, um, but really cool golden retriever, you know? Oh, just like perfect. loves shagging balls and like chasing tail. <laughs> You know, and that's well, and he coaches Ole Miss now. So. That's right. So he's the head football coach at Ole Miss, and that is a perfect description to lead into. He hard launched a new romantic relationship on social media, and he did it on National Girlfriends Day, oh. and he even hashtagged National Girlfriends Day for it, which is the most Lane Kiffin thing you can do. Her name is Sally. Sally is in fundraising development at SMU in Dallas. As a reminder, SMU is a place where we had a live show last year, and they did not mm-hmm. turn the air down, which is not. why we added it to our writer for this year. For our live show in Austin, that the air has to be on a certain temperature. Sally has ties to Ole Miss as an alum. So that makes sense. You're like, oh, my gosh, they have so much in common. Now, Sally, because her name is Sally and she's a development officer at a college, sounds old. But she is not. Uh, She attended Ole Miss and graduated in 2019. Well, maybe it's one of those, like, maybe. No, born in 1997. Okay. You thought you thought you could come for me. Listen, Tony Braxton's "Unbreak My Heart" was a global hit, along with Celine Dion's "All All of It's Coming" or "It's All Coming Back to Me Now." And Sally wasn't even born yet. Okay. Meanwhile, Lane was playing those hits in his Toyota Corolla while assistant coaching at Fresno State. Yeah, Sally is twenty three young, twenty three years younger than Lane's first wife, who he married when his new girlfriend Sally was in the first grade. I wonder how that back to school was going. Okay, Sally is super hot, like. Y'all, Aaron, look up Sally and Lane Kiffin. Sally is super hot, like next level hot. She should be dating Harry Styles, Michael B. Jordan, Timothee Chalamet. But red light to Lane Kiffin being a cliche. Oh, my gosh. Can I counter you? Isn't she hot? Some would argue that Lane Kiffin is the Harry Styles of the SEC. So she's accomplishing the thing you're saying just in a different way. Are you kidding me? Say, I, I mean, he's I'm not cute. Saying it's right. He's not. He's cute. cute. He's cuter than Saban. So you're good with that 23 year age. Difference. I'm not good with it. 
No, Listen, am I good with it? No. Is this a reality of the life that we are living in? Yeah, what if, it what is, if I baby. Told you, what if I told you I heard a rumor, and I cannot reveal my source, but what if I told you I heard a rumor that when he made this new contract with Ole Miss, he required use of a private plane so he could fly back and forth to Dallas to see his girlfriend? Oh, I, I 100% believe that. Right? Coach is getting PJs, his... man, and I'm saying PJs, personal jets, not the other weird ones, <laughs> the perverts who think everything's about sex wait, even what's episode the titles. Other P- wait, what's the other PJ? No, they just might think I said a another letter a bj and nope i didn't say that i didn't say bj novak <laughs> i just I was like PJ. pajamas what are you talking about no th- and, but like Aaron, I think look if up you, pj on urban dictionary no. Aaron, also look up joey freshwater because that was uh, allegedly the rumor is that's the alias he used to pick up women when he was offense coordinator at alabama and that's just a <sighs> oh, a plus and the, level and the fun alias. fact is i bet sally can help lane kiffin's oldest daughter with her freshman year at ole miss which she starts in a few weeks <laughs> yeah i mean peers you know, peers, <laughs> it's good. Mentorship. Maybe that's part of the deal. Listen, and I, here's the my daughter. thing. As a social scientist, I just want to understand what's going through Sally's head. Now, everybody, when I, I tweeted about this, everybody was like, money, money, money. And I'm like, yeah, she could make a lot of money with just her face and her yeah. personality. You know, like on yeah. the internet. She doesn't need to like hitch her wagon to almost 50-year-old Lane Kiffin. Listen, I just, my favorite part was, I don't know if it was last year or two years ago, when they played Alabama and he was like, Get your popcorn ready because it's going to be a great game. And then they got dump trucked like Thank in you. 10 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> they were down like 30. Uh, that's just the vibe he gives off. So I'm just really also, I'm just happy looks, that he's happy. Well, you know? and by the way, Sally looks exactly like Lane Kiffin's ex-wife, but 23 yeah. years younger. I do he think also, he has a type. She also looks exactly like his daughter. Yeah. I would Thank say. you. That's, that's weird. That's tricky. That is. That's tricky. It's tricky. It's, okay. It's, Knox, it's what is your red light? Uh, my red light is, uh, it's me. Uh, I'm red, light, red lighting myself because um, I did, uh, I wagered some money on the US women to reach the oh, uh, no. World Cup final. Uh, not win, just reach. And uh, as people may know, they did not. They were defeated by Sweden in uh, penalty kicks. Um, I was a little worried because they haven't like razzled or dazzled uh, offensively in this World Cup. But they did, they dodged a lot of bullets and they ended up uh, in the penalty kick round with the Swedes. And a couple times it felt like they were definitely going to win and then they ended up losing, which was heartbreaking for me, also for them. But I think also kind of red lighting, there is a vibe of like, um, we, this is our national team, but they're, they're women. Ugh. They have opinions. Ugh. And they want to be paid more disgusting. And so like, there's been a lot of people like betting against them or rooting against them. And I just, I just don't understand how like, uh, on one hand we're like, uh, we believe in patriotic America, Jesus, but we also root against the women's soccer team. Um, and I just, it's, it's just, if you're one of those dudes out there, I just want to be like, what's, you know, that, that's your choice, whatever. It's really tiny PP energy just to be like, I'll hope they lose because they have opinions and they want more money because that's all professional sports, you know, is they have opinions and they want more money. Um, now, did I also bet against the men's uh, basketball team in the Olympics? Yes. Not because they have opinions <laughs> and want more money. I just thought they were cooked and I thought the Aussies had them. And the Aussies should have had them. They were up in the uh, semifinals in the first half, but you know, whatever, whatever. But I'm just saying, uh, red light to me That's... for losing bad, and red light for the for the for the. Uh, I don't like women who have opinions on stuff, and they have short hair. Oh, like, is, is, just, the, is the men's soccer team good? The U.S. men's soccer team good? They're not nearly as good as the women's, but the the uh. women are in a transition period because yeah. you know they're a few years past like their prime, and you know they need probably some some new talent, and you know they're going to have some turnover, and that's okay. But they're still they were in the knockout round of the World Cup. You know that's a good team. It's a really good team. Yeah, so, but, yeah. But just chill out, all right. Everybody just and think about me and the money I lost. Okay, quit thinking right. about all that stuff. Let's focus 
focus on the right, the right thing. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Um, okay, Jimmy, what's your green light this week? Okay, so I have two green lights. They're two books. The first one is uh, Congratulations, The Best is Over by R. Eric Thomas. Uh, I love R. Eric Thomas. I love Eric. I learned about Eric when he used to write a uh, column for Elle magazine, which was Eric Reads the News. And it was just him talking about what he read about in politics and pop culture. But this essay, I greenlit his uh, first uh, memoir of essays. And when I got this one, I was like, is it going to be as good? And because I love that one so much. And y'all, I think this one's better. He talks about returning home to Baltimore. It talks about his marriage to a minister, um, which is what led them back to Maryland. He talks about his love of Oprah's favorite things, which I also love. He talks about him trying, them trying to create a Nancy Myers kitchen. If you know, you know. He talks about going back to his 20th uh, high school reunion. Only to discover that his name tag was a, a white guy with blonde hair and he is a black man. Oh. Um, and he talks about really hard things and difficult things. And I think the beauty of this essay, which I think is really important whenever, because I'm not a huge essays fan, but it's something I think you do really well. It's something that Eric does really well is that he, he really covers a gamut where you're going to be connected at some point. I also think Mary Laura Philpot does this well. Like, the stories may not all resonate, but the writing will. He is truly so funny in this writing. It is just hilarious. So that's my first recommendation. And then my second one, and this is not a surprise. I love James McBride. I have always Knox loves James McBride because uh, Knox uh, greenlit the the Good Lord Bird. Oh yeah, which yeah. is I was like, who's James McBride and why do I love him? But you're right, right. you're exactly you're right. right. And so that's an adaptation of his novel. The Good Lord Bird won the National Book Award, um, and that's an, a TV show on Showtime. He also I greenlit uh, Deacon, King, Deacon King Kong in 2020, um, and I like this book. So this book is the Heaven and Earth Grocery Store, and Denez Smith, who is a book reviewer, he wrote uh, this is a murder mystery locked inside the great American novel, and that is a hundred percent. It was like if The Great Gatsby had had more murder than it would have been. And it had murder, but it didn't have as much as this does. And so we open, the book opens in 1972. Some construction workers discover a skeleton, which takes us all the way back to 1925. We're in the neighborhood of Chicken Hill, where immigrant Jews and African-Americans live side by side in a country that is pretty much against them, 1925. Neither of these groups were uh, elevated. And so we follow really two couples. We follow uh, Moshe and uh, Chona Ludlow. Moshe owns a dance hall and a theater. Chona runs the grocery store. That's the title of the book. And then they know Nate and Addie Tamlin. Nate is a janitor at the theater. And his wife, Addie, they're friends, they're employees. They're a black couple. They kind of lead the black community. And uh, But uh, their nephew comes. Uh, and the state wants to make them a ward. And it's them fighting that battle together. It Here's the thing about this book. It's tense, but it's heartwarming. It's heavy, but it's comedic. James McCride is a very funny writer, which is always surprising to be elevated at that level. That's why I think comedic writers are, they're very underrated. You should give them more credit. But let me say this. No one writes dialogue like James McBride. My only caveat is you cannot rush him. He is a storyteller. And like any good one, he likes to take his time, chase some rabbits. And what it reminded me of, this book was about the power of community. And listen, my other tiny green light, if you have not seen the Montgomery Riverwalk brawl that happened this weekend, let me tell you about what happens in a small town. And that is you're going to get the S word beat out of you if you try to beat up a security guard who's telling you to move your pontoon boat so that the ferry can dock. And listen, that video, I have watched that video on repeat, repeat. 
hat tip. If I hat tip to that uh, person who hit that lady with a folding chair, like hat tip to them. Listen, don't come after a security guard just because they're telling you like it's horrific. But that will restore your faith in community just like this book will. So I highly recommend both of these books. Uh, my green light this week is a, it's a book. It's called The Wager, colon, A Tale of Shipwreck, Mutiny, and Murder. Uh, it's by David Grand. David Grand uh, is the author of Killers of the Flower Moon. Uh, incredible book. It looks like it's going to be incredible. Uh, Scorsese movie, I guess it's fall or, or December. I don't know when it exactly comes out. Um, but this is uh, it. I I love uh, stories set on ships and I love uh, shipwrecks. I love mutiny. I love all that stuff. Um, I, I, saying that, though, um, this is an incredible book um, and I highly recommend it. It takes a second to get into it, and there's a lot of terminology at first. You're like, what? And there's a lot of names where you're like, I don't know who we're talking about right now. So I think if that maybe doesn't sound super appealing, you might not like this book or you might be put off by the beginning, but I would urge you to push past because this is uh, – it's a true story uh, of uh, an event uh, – well, basically the the wager ships off in you know the mid-1700s uh, during a, a British war with Spain, and uh, they're eventually shipwrecked. And accounts differ on what happens when they're shipwrecked. But later on, I think about a year later, one um, kind of ramshackle boat shows up uh, on land uh, and uh, they're rescued and they're returned uh, to London to uh, applause and uh, everyone, you know, welcoming these conquering heroes. But then another ship shows up with other survivors who tell a very different story about what happened on the wager and how they survived. And it's a fascinating it's a fascinating story about just different perspectives and about how there's not an obvious bad guy or good guy, but there's just people trying to deal with very desperate situations and being forced into making choices that maybe they wouldn't normally, but they are just trying to survive. And I think the resolution of the story puts a really neat bow on everything that happens. And the fact that it's a real thing that happened uh, always makes it uh, better uh, to me. So um, I highly recommend I listen to it. Uh, Maybe that's part of the, confusion at the beginning so maybe this is one that you read um but either way however you want to consume it uh, i highly recommend the wager by david Green. david Green is so good and i didn't realize that he just gets everything adapted the lost city yeah. of z uh old man and the gun killers of the flower moon this uh the wager has already been the rights have already been acquired by martin scorsese i believe it it's just a very cinematic writer very cinematic stories um so it definitely makes sense uh, to pick those up uh, as movies so uh definitely check that out um okay that's gonna do it for this episode of the podcast and before you go remember anytime you do shopping on amazon make sure you go to amazon.com slash shop slash the podcast first so your purchase user or for the link for item purchase using that link this week was jamie this is just a medium black three hole punch Okay, so this got 4.8 stars for 1,600 global ratings. But I will say, Aggie did not like this purchase. Uh, Gave it one out of five stars. Wrote, going back, can't use it. There were no instructions. What? So, I know, Aggie. How can you use a hole punch if you don't have instructions on how to use a hole punch? I know. It's insane. Aggie, it's a situation. All right, you guys, don't forget, we would love to see you in Austin on September 2nd. You can go to knoxandjamie.com slash Austin. Use code BIRTHDAY to save 25% off tickets. I'm Jamie Golden. You can find me on social media at Jamie B. Golden. I'm Knox McCoy. You can find me on socials at Knox McCoy. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye, guys.